the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. We have your back with everything from games, lessons, and coaching. YouthworkerCollective.com. Welcome to the Youth Worker Collective. I'm Jeremy, and I am joined by some fantastic youth workers. Uh, And today, uh, we're going to uh, be talking about something that happens, and I don't know why, but it just keeps happening. Um, And and the first time somebody asks you uh, this question, um, you're always kind of caught off guard. But before we get there, um, uh, let's kind of introduce ourselves. We'll just go around the around the uh, the the line here. Uh, can you tell us who you are, where you're serving? We'll start with you, Neil. Hi, I'm Neil Bose, and I'm at Jesse Lee Church in Ridgefield, Connecticut, and uh, do a little consulting for the New York Annual Conference. Audra. I'm Audra Welch-Malvez, and I am the Adult Ministries Director at Plymouth Park United Methodist Church in Irving, Texas. Rebecca. I am Rebecca Bled, and I'm the Minister of College and Young Adults at First United Methodist Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Chris? I'm Chris Lynch. I'm the uh, South Carolina Conference uh, Director of Youth Ministries and also a Congregational Specialist in two of the districts in that conference. And Ryan? I'm Ryan Pendergraph. I'm the Minister of Discipleship at St. John's United Methodist in Anderson, South Carolina. All right. So uh, here's the question. And and I had somebody ask me this literally like three days ago. Uh, Hey, are we going to take our teenagers to the hell house? Um, And it's not called Hell House here. They always have some trickier name for it. Um, Neil, I think, were you saying it was called the nursery? <laughs> yeah, you asked to volunteer in the nursery. That's the same. Yeah. The, this is this is not exactly the nursery, uh, though, um, depending on, you know, who you are, the nursery might equate. Uh, but it's those like, it's those like crazy haunted house things that are some version of Dante's Inferno or whatever, where they're trying to scare people into heaven, um, which doesn't exactly kind of mesh with our theological take on things as United Methodists. Um, but that's the question, you know, how it's always a well-meaning person, you know what I'm saying? So how, how do you, without, losing them as members for the rest of, you know, for the rest of the church. How do you respond to that question when somebody asks it? Well, I think this is Rebecca. I think if you don't want to go, yeah, do that. Hmm. I think if you don't want to go, it's helpful to have an alternate plan. So Hmm. um, you can say, oh, you know what? We're actually, maybe this isn't full of integrity now that I think about it, but maybe (laughs) you could say, Oh, we're actually doing this other thing. We don't want to make, we don't want to exhaust people or we, you know, this is the outreach to our community that we, we always do like a chunk or treat, hullabaloo outreach type of thing. And that's what we really want our kids at serving the community. And, you know, and I don't end it with maybe next year because surely they'll ask again next year. (laughs) But it's just so helpful to kind of trade it out. And usually the person is like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> I got you're it. You're doing okay. something, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think yeah, the best way to do it is to say, like, that's not, like, not, I mean, not totally shoot them down out of the sky, but, like, be like, well, you know, with our theology, that doesn't really line up with what we believe about God and what we believe about um, who our team, you know, the 
the information that our teenagers should be bombarded with in this time. Um, you know, just have, that opens a door for who we are as Methodists theologically, because so many of our like congregation members don't always know what it means to be Methodist, which is why we get questions like, hey, let's take our kids down to the hell house and save their souls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Chris, and I, I would say I tend to ask I tend to ask the question back, and so I think I would ask them why. You know, why do you what are you what are you hoping to accomplish with by if we were to take them, what would be the point? And that's going to you know at least open up a conversation, not necessarily just tell them no, that's idiotic and not who we are, and all those things, and they're pointless. And but it may create some conversation that you could have with that with that adult leader, that parent, that youth even about why uh, and the motives behind it and, 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 and get into a little deeper conversation where actual ministry could happen around that conversation versus just saying um, no. Right. Yeah. And I think it's, it's important to kind of be aware of who, who the person is, you know, um, I find that there's some people that are really receptive to having sort of a theological back and forth. Um, and then there's just some people that they're 90 and I, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm really not going to be able to convince them that, um, that it's not a good idea. <clears throat> and so, you know, a more respectful bowing out, um, of it sometimes, sometimes works. Um, but I, I do think that there is an importance because I, I, for me, I, I, right. I, I'm serving in Mobile, Alabama, right. And that is, we're in the Bible belt and, um, we get to stand sometimes as a, as a contrast to another perspective on Christianity and um, that, that can be helpful and permission giving like people who are weirded out by that. You can say, well, you know, not everybody is really down with just freaking children out and then making them safe the four magic sentences. Um, so, you know, I think it's good to be able to offer that. Um, has anybody ever had a negative experience with with saying no? Like in general or to the specific? <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to answer. Just throw that out there. <laughs> push back one time from somebody um, who was a parent. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that helped me, I think, make a turn, maybe I didn't, but in that conversation was I asked them if questions arose in their kid that previously weren't there from that experience, how would they handle that at home? Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of put the ball back in their court saying, this just isn't a youth ministry thing. This could be a family thing. And are you willing to talk about these things at home? And if so, why are you waiting for a hell health type experience to do that? It's kind of how the conversation went. Well, wow, um, good job. That's solid. And so, yeah. So, and I, and not just with the Hell House thing, I've had that type of conversation with folks sometimes who are really pushing why we aren't either preaching this, preaching that, or doing it the way they think we should do it old school, if you will, mm -hmm. um, sort of mentality. So that's kind of, that's kind of a, an example of how I've handled a situation like that. Yeah. Yeah, my only. I haven't said too much about this. I, I don't think the Hell House thing is as much of a as much of a thing here in the Northeast. Because I'm, I'm getting a little bit of an education as we're talking about this. So, um, 
but uh, I, I think that I think that it does go back to uh, the integrity. I mean, if this if this is something that that tends to uh, be asked and, and come up a lot, then you know uh, we're going to schedule our activities in such a way that that we have something on the calendar already, you know, and when we put right. the schedule together, it's with our mission in mind and with our purposes in mind. Um, and so I don't think that that lacks integrity at all to say, well, actually, you know, we're doing this and we're doing that. But I also think that if we have whatever the activity is, whatever is going on, if, if, if we don't like the idea, we don't feel good about uh, having our kids participate in that, uh, then it's really up to us to articulate why we feel that way. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we might be able to bring, bring some folks along, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I would not be comfortable having this activity and here's why. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you can win people over that way. Yeah. Uh, my only big pushback I've ever gotten, um, it, it was from a teenager who was volunteering at it and, uh, and, oh. and, and was, really passionate about it and they uh, you know their phrasing was i just want everybody uh, in our city to go to heaven and um and it was it was a really tough conversation uh, because we had to start back at at zero you know we had to kind of build to a conclusion and uh and it it took a couple of it took a couple of meetings with them um uh, and it's it's the kind of stuff I think that is our conversations that we have um, that we have these opportunities when kids um, in our in our youth groups uh, go to and experience some other some other perspective of Christianity um, that and have a meaningful experience of God there. Um, trying to help them process that and value that um, is a is a struggle, um, uh, but is ultimately good work, you know, uh, because it, it can, it can help guide them to a, a better place. Um, yeah. So I thank you guys for helping us process, uh, this topic. I don't know if anybody listening, um, is, is headed to a hell house this season, um, or is going to be pressured to <laughs> hopefully this help. Cause, uh, you know, sometimes youth ministry can feel lonely and feel like, somebody's asked you a question, you have no idea where to start <laughs> on an answer. Uh, but when you get on online, uh, to, to work, you know, we, we just want you to know that we've got your back, right? It, we're trying to give you, uh, the coaching, the games, the ideas, the lessons that you need, uh, to succeed in youth ministry. And, and so that's what we're here for. You can find all of that at youthworkercollective.com and more podcasts like this one at youthworkercollective.com slash podcast. 